Hey everyone, this is Jamie Austin, pastor of Woodlake Church. Thank you so much for listening today. If you'd like to know more about Woodlake, head on over to woodlake.church and enjoy this message. want you to turn to Luke chapter 2. If you're new with us, you have caught us at the very last message in our series that we've entitled Scrooge. If you watch the news, you see what's going on in life. It is very easy to have this bah humbug attitude. But as a believer, aren't you thankful that our hope is in Christ Jesus and not what is going on in the world? Can I have an Amen. Amen. Charles Dickens, a Christmas Carol, written in 1843. Scrooge, visited by ghosts, Christmas past, present, and Christmas yet to come. Why? The goal was to get him to change. And if you were here the first week, we have been walking through the Christmas story, both the Old and the New Testament. Isn't it good to know that the story of Christmas just doesn't begin in the New Testament? Isaiah chapter 9, we look at Christmas past and we learn that Jesus came to restore our relationship with God. If you were here the second week, we looked at Christmas present and again that Jesus is our chance to change. Aren't you thankful that we can change because of the power of Christ Jesus in our life? If you were here last week, we looked at Christmas yet to come, that the message of Christ is not just hope for today, but it's hope for tomorrow as well. I'm going to say that again. You're going to say amen. Like you believe it. The message of Christ doesn't mean I can just get through today, this week, tomorrow, or whatever may come. But as a believer, my hope is also anchored in what awaits for me in heaven. Anybody excited about that here today? Amen. So today as we end it, we're going to look at another character in the Christmas story. And that is Tiny Tim. And just as much as... Ebenezer Scrooge is known for saying, bah humbug. Tiny Tim is known for saying, God bless us. And that's exactly what takes place in Luke chapter 2. Says this, and there were shepherds living out on their fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Messiah, the Lord. If you read the story of of Jesus, especially in the book of Luke, and if you read on even in the book of Acts, Luke, the author of this, has this propensity, has has this leaning towards writing towards people who felt marginalized or as if they were on the outside looking in. And this is what is huge, that the message of Christ is not just for the elite. Can I have an amen? The message of Christ is not just simply for people with money and influence and all these other things that Luke writes specifically for people who have sidelined themselves spiritually. Is anybody here? And you have sidelined yourself spiritually. On some level, you feel as if you are 
off limits, that there is no way to God. And if that's you here today, I want you to know that the entire message of Jesus is simply this, outsiders become insiders, that no one is off limits, that the announcement of the savior of the world, and isn't it good to know that Jesus is in fact our savior? Come on, somebody. He didn't come as a, simply a, a politician. He didn't come as simply somebody who, who could just simply work miracles and do this or do that. He came as our Savior. Amen? The announcement came to shepherds. Many of you have heard this before, but shepherds were, in essence, the last on the social rung of the social ladder, the last rung on the on the ladder, they were, on the, they were outsiders because of their job. They were, they were away from family in the synagogue for, for, for weeks on end. Because of their job, they were ceremonially unclean. So in essence, they would not have been able to partake of any religious activity. Some scholars even noted that shepherds were, were noted for being nefarious. They, 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 they weren't honest. They were, they, they were swindlers and just had a bad reputation. And I find it amazing that when the angel showed up and made the announcement, they made the announcement to people that society says were not welcome, but in, on some level they had even convinced themselves they might have been unwelcome. That's who it came to. And this morning as we talk about this whole idea that Tiny Tim simply said, God bless us, everyone. Tiny Tim, the crippled, sickly son of of Bob Cratchit, had this infectious positivity in his life. God bless us, everyone. So that's the message in Luke chapter 2. And I'm going to move quickly here today, but, but why are we blessed? And here's the first thing I want us to get that the birth of Jesus drives away fear. We live in a world that is absolutely gripped by fear. You may be here today and you are gripped by fear, but if you are a believer, the angel says this, do not be afraid. 1 John 4.18 says it this way, but the perfect love of God drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. As a believer, we have some place we can take our fear. We have some place we can take our anxiety. Fear having to do with, with, with punishment. Let me say it this way. Anybody, when you were young, you drove your parents insane? If you think your parents are crazy, let's keep it real. It's your fault. My mom would say these words, just wait till your father gets home. Now, I don't know about you, I feared my mom more than my dad. I prayed for my father to get home to save me. Can I have an amen, right? No, 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 no. But here's the deal. I, I would have misbehaved. I, I would have done something that I shouldn't have done. She said, wait till your father get home. And the anxiety of waiting, the waiting is worse than any punishment, right? And I knew that I was going to be punished when I got home. But I knew that even though I might suffer, he was my dad, so I was secure. What am I trying to say here today? If you are a believer, you are secure with God because you are in Christ. And the writer there at 1 John says that his love, that love drives out. In the original language, that word drives out, that phrase, literally means to, to, uh, to almost like it, like it crashes into our fear or, or slaps it out of our life. If you're here today and you're dealing with anxiety and fear and you're a believer, 
may I invite you to allow the love of God to absolutely smack that out of your life. That's how we deal with fear as a believer. Here's the second thing. The birth of Jesus is good news. The angel said it, don't be afraid, I bring you good news. And what is that news? He says this, that a savior has been born to you. Church family, I wanna remind you that man will never have answers. And man will never be the answer. He came as a savior, not as a politician. He came as a savior. In fact, I love how Tim Delina of Times Square Church says it this way. We are not mistakers in need of correction. We are sinners in need of a savior. Amen? Amen? That's exactly what God provided, and that is, that, is, that is good news. There's so much bad news in the world today. But God provided a savior through Jesus Christ. Jesus took all the punishment as a result, we get all the peace. Luke chapter 4 says it this way, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him, being Jesus. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind and to set the oppressed free to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. I love this passage of scripture. Jesus simply read that scroll in Isaiah where the prophet Isaiah was prophesying about Jesus. Jesus read it out loud, rolled it up, handed it back, and he said, that's me. Shocked the crowd. But one thing I want to point out is that he said, I have come to set the oppressed free. The, that word oppressed in the original language means, uh, uh, it means this, broken into pieces. Have you ever been broken before? your mind, your marriage, your emotions, your plans. If that's you here today, I want to encourage you. Jesus is the answer for our brokenness. Can you give the Lord a big round of applause here today? Here's the last thing. The birth of Jesus is our source of joy. Verse 10, the angel said, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy. The idea is that, that Jesus would be the source of our joy. Everyone say source. We live in a world that's trying to fabricate joy with a job, with finances, with a relationship. You may be here today and you are unhappy in a, in a marriage because you've placed unrealistic expectations for that husband and wife to bring you joy. Nothing on this earth brings true joy. You may be depressed. You may be frustrated. You may be angry. But if you're a believer, I want to remind you, you are in Christ. So though that you may be in depression, in fear, in anxiety, in confusion, what trumps it all is that you and I are in Christ. And he is my source. Then the angel simply said this, this joy is for all the people, not simply Israel, 
not merely Gentiles, not Republicans, not Democrats, not Pentecostals or Charismatics or Catholics, but for all people. One theologian said it this way, all the poor, insignificant, forgotten people of the world can gather around the manger and dare to believe that the babe who lies there really belongs to them. God bless us, everyone. The angel declared that this great joy is for all people. Second Peter 3, 9 says the function of Jesus was this, not wanting anyone to perish, but that everyone come to repentance. John three seventeen, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. If you're here today and you don't have a relationship with the Lord, or maybe you're here today and you've had religion, but you've not had relationship. I want to remind you that the will of God for every one of our lives is relationship with him through his son, Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life. There is no other way. And if you're here today and separated from him, in a moment, I'm going to give you a chance to say yes. One final quote from the Christmas carol, Bob Cratchit was explaining his son, Tiny Tim, and why his positive attitude. And he said this of his son, Tiny Tim. He told me coming home that he hoped that people saw him in the church because he was a cripple and it might be pleasant to them to remember upon Christmas Day who made lame beggars walk and blind men see. The reason we are here today is because Jesus died for us and rose again. And we come to him by faith. And if you're here today and you say, Jamie, I need to get right with God, then you need Jesus. If you're here today and you'd say, Jamie, I am so tired of living life on my own, you need Jesus. If you're here today and you are racked with guilt and shame, wondering if there's any hope for tomorrow, you need Jesus. If you do not have a relationship with God, I'm here to tell you that God loves you and there is nothing you can do about it. Scripture says that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Paid for all of our guilt, all of our shame. The Apostle Paul simply said it this way, and whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Let me be blunt. Do you need to be saved today? If that's you today, I'm going to give you a chance to say yes to the Lord. I'm not trying to trick you into joining Woodlake, although you're, you'd be welcome here. I'm inviting you into a relationship with God where you can be forgiven and made new, and that's only through saying yes to what Jesus did for us on the cross. Can I invite you to bow your heads and close your eyes? And if you're watching online, Pastor Dennis is right there ready to pray with you. But if you're here today, you'd say, Jamie, that's me. I am not where I need to be with the Lord. 
I'm tired of playing games. I'm tired of pretending. I'm tired of acting like I have all the answers. But today, I'm going to cross from religion into relationship. Today, I'm going to say yes to the Lord. Maybe you're right now, and you're already ready, trying to talk yourself out of a relationship with the Lord because you're thinking, well, I got to do this. I, I got to do that. No, no, no. The Bible says this, that he who begins a good work in you will be faithful to carry it on to completion. Our goal is to come to him by faith. That's you here today, and you'd say, Jamie, that's me. I need to say yes to Jesus and mean it today. On the count of three, I'm going to ask you simply to raise your hand. And when you do, just hold it for just a moment. And the entire church is going to pray out loud together today. You will not pray alone. But you'd say, Jamie, that's me. I'm saying yes to the forgiveness that comes through Jesus Christ. Here we go. One, two, three. That's me. Hold those hands up for just a moment. We had people responding all morning. If you're watching online, Pastor Dennis is right there. You let him know that you're saying yes to the Lord. Hold him up for just a moment. Amen. Amen. You can put him down. I'm going to invite everyone to pray this prayer with me out loud. And if you're new with us here today or you're saying yes to the Lord, let me be your pastor for just a few more seconds, all right? We call this simply the prayer of faith. Just saying yes to Jesus. Everyone say it. Dear Jesus... You are the Son of God. You died for me, for my sin, in my place. Come into my life. Forgive me and make me new. And from this day forward, with your help, I'm all yours. In your name I pray. Amen. At Woodlake Church, our passion is to help you connect with God find your sweet spot in ministry, and grow in your faith. Everyone is welcome at Woodlake. If you've never been to church before in your life, or if you're a lifelong Christian, Woodlake is a place where you can experience real and lasting spiritual growth. Music is upbeat. The messages are straight from God's word. They're very practical. We also have great programs for infants through 12th grade. I mean, we have something for everyone. Come check us out this weekend. I promise you'll be glad you did.